You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'm really excited today to have Craig Cook, who is CEO and co-founder of Rhythm here today. We're going to be talking about 20-year experience. 20 years experience in the marketing advertising agency but before we do that i'd like to thank our show sponsors center club decision toolbox mbn design sunup group and t and company if you'd like to learn more about this radio show or my firm visit our website critical mass for for business.com all right craig cook Welcome back to the program. Uh, thanks, Rick. I'm really happy to be here today, and thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, well it's not every year that I get there, every show I get to have someone in who has 20 years, successful 20 years in the same industry, growing and leading the firm. So uh, 2016 being a big year for you where you're hitting that 20-year mark. Um, you started as an advertise, as an agency. You're now a digital agency. So I love things that you know entrepreneurs who've been able to capitalize on trends and things that have happened in their industry. What can you say has made the the most amount of impact in your business area for you over the 20 years? What, what's 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 part of the reason why you're here 20 years successfully? Right. Well, I think that what's been the biggest impact is uh, the pace of technology, uh, technological change. It just keeps evolving in faster and faster cycles, it seems. And it's uh, been a lot to contend with, but it's created a lot of opportunities. And if um, we take a quick second, even to go back into what I like to call our creation story, uh, when we really started, it was more of a, a dot-com model, actually, where we were marketing, promoting an independent music artists, And we were utilizing the Internet to where people could discover independent artists online, listen to song samples, uh, buy their CD through a secure server way back in 1996. And there was just an idea before its time. There was no MP3s, no broadband. <laughs> people were afraid to buy things online. Exactly. There was only the equivalent of the state of Cal- the population of the state of California worldwide online, uh-huh. about 30 million people or so. So um, it was just an idea before its time. And... Uh, we really didn't have the resources to just bankroll that and, and kind of let, keep keep going with that. So we eventually started getting these requests from companies to develop their website. And they said, oh, you guys know this Internet stuff. Can you design our website? Sure. And we eventually uh, decided to shift gears in 1998 where we really started coming out with more of the, the agency model, but really focused as a web design company first, but saw the vision for how... Uh, marketing and advertising were going to change because of technology right. and because of all the measurability it, it brings to the table. And it, the future is really about more of an integrated approach. And you know, saw that back in 1998 and uh, just slowly worked on building the competencies and the skill sets and the uh, infrastructure to be what we are today, mm-hmm. which is more that integrated agency, a digital agency, but with this integrated marketing approach with a digital core is how we phrase it. Okay, so those, for those CEOs listening to us, he's live on octalkradio.net or maybe as a podcast off of iTunes, and they say, okay, wh- what is a digital agency? Right. So uh, a digital agency would think of it as uh, people, a lot of people have seen Mad Men and all these other, maybe in movies, advertising agencies and what they do, creating marketing communications in the traditional world of print, broadcast, TV, and, and radio well similar but just think of it as a more modern 21st century approach because we're really utilizing the 
the internet mostly, digital technology to disseminate marketing communication messages okay. to select target audiences. Okay, as the as the primary channel or a equal channel to offline or solely digital. Well, it's, there's a lot of companies that are digital only, and okay. that that's really we're ninety percent digital. Okay, you know, that's where we're a digital marketing agency. But we do have this philosophy of, of an integrated marketing okay. communication approach, but with the digital core, meaning digital is the most important. Okay. Think of a, uh, uh, an atom where the nucleus, and then you have your electrons and protons running around it. Well, that nucleus uh, would be digital. Look you showing off your scientific background, <laughs> huh? Well, I don't know about that. But uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what we want. That's why we say integrated marketing, digital core. Okay. You know, that core nucleus. Right really needs to be digital in in our opinion. Okay. So take me back a little bit and help me to understand the the impact of technology in this space. Did it start with the large firms who who had a budget or or did it start with smaller firms as users of digital marketing technology that then went upscale? Take me back 1998. Who was using who were the first adopters? Yeah, well, way back in the day, I call it the ancient days of the web because it's internet time, right? It's, okay. You know, a year is probably like 10 million years, right? Okay. <laughs> but the way it's the way it's evolved so fast. Right. And back in 1996, it was really small companies. I mean, there wasn't very many companies really of of a large size really adopting. I think maybe the first banner ad uh, may have been displayed in 1996. Okay. Uh, and I forget the company, but uh, that's the year when people started paying more attention and things start to elevate and you had a lot of companies and 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 small companies startups uh getting funded and so forth and then it kind of drove that whole dot-com craze when all the bigger companies started getting into the fold and but back in those days it was more brochureware that was being created on, right. on the web right Let's and that's digitally get our information that's yeah. right that's right let's take our brochure and put it digitally on the web and that's what a lot of the you know big companies were doing but then there was all these smaller companies that had these all these innovative ideas that were coming onto the market to provide uh new new methods of doing things and services mm-hmm. and products and uh, you know, some of them lasted and many didn't. And, right. Yeah, it was a very interesting time. Uh, we just um, we made, we made a lot of mistakes. You know, going through uh, those years. Uh, I think one of them was uh, being too laser focused on that whole independent music market that we were doing. We could have actually made some revenue uh, in other ways more immediately. It's a balancing act, though, isn't it? it? Is. I was just it's talking earlier today. Entrepreneurs, you have to be really focused on you your do. business model because there's so many distractions. But then again, you can't be so focused you miss some really great opportunity that's in your peripheral vision. That's exactly right. You do need focus, but if you have kind of like the, the blinders on right. like the horses wear, too if, much. if too much, then you're going to miss out on something that could be really good and fruitful right. for you. So right. it's I think it's really staying open. And, and that's uh, that time was a very interesting time because it was more slow, gradual growth, and we... You know, we're still here today, so we did something right, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we survived that whole dot-com bust, and, and then, you know, it just kept growing that whole time. And and then the whole housing boom that happened, we were still growing, and that bust happened, we still growing. There was a bust? <laughs> I know, right? I, Some people don't think I so. Don't, but I don't remember that. No, right, that, that, right. that didn't happen, did it? <laughs> yeah, the Great Depression, the Great right. Recession, yeah. yeah I call it a depression yeah, myself. Yeah, I, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I launched my business in 2007, so I, mm. I went into the teeth of that. So, right, and, uh, right. Got, bold, very bold. Very bold. <laughs> Big strokes. Um, so the innovation for digital uh, 
tools and technology started started with startups and smaller companies and then kind of went up the food chain and right. large corporations now. Um, are you seeing that smaller companies, companies would say less than $100 million in revenue, are able to keep up with the technological innovations that are available to them in digital marketing? Mm-hmm. Or are, are they are they having to play? Is it running too fast for them? Is the treadmill going a little bit too fast for them? That's a great question. Uh, I'd, I'd say it really depends. There's companies that are doing really well with it, and then others that do struggle. And there's the companies that do build up their internal uh, marketing teams, and it's really comes down to the talent that they're able to find and okay. get on board. If, they, if they're able to get great talent, they can do a lot um, and be very successful with all the various digital tools that are available. You know, the Internet has made the accessibility to talent just so easy, right? The, way easier than it was in the past. Right. So it is uh, uh, companies that are smaller can acquire great talent and get a lot of things done pretty quickly. And then where an agency like ours fits in is how can we be an extension to that team? Um, how do you, when you go into a, you do work with companies that look less than $100 million in revenue? Uh, we do. Um, our more sweet spot is more that $100 million to a billion okay. or so. But, yes, there are, there's, there's always exceptions. Okay. And, yeah, We're going to program for them since the 100 million people and under tend to be the people that right, listen to my right, audience. Right, right. So let's talk to them. And then there's always things that apply to, okay. to everybody. Absolutely. But how, um, how do you help them make a decision of this it's it's a it's a seesaw, right? A teeter totter. Um, you've got all these different technologies and channels and networks that you could choose to use, and then there's only so much time and resource that you can put towards that effort. How do you help companies select, and it may even be with a billion dollar company too, the right strategy and which products to use and which which technologies maybe not to use or at least have a presence but really not to invest in? Right. How do you help them make that decision at a CEO level? Right. That's a great question. So it's really following a process. Uh, over the past, you know, we've been in business 20 years, as you noted earlier, but I say over the past 14, 12 years, we really uh, started getting much more process-oriented. Okay. And we, we stay true to that. And that really starts, uh, we advocate a strategy-first approach. And with that, process, we start with what's called discovery. We're really diving in and interviewing the various stakeholders, researching on the competitive business environment, uh, what's their, their existing technology infrastructure look like, you know, what are the things that they're wanting to achieve, and we, we compile all that information, uh, regurgitate it in the form of a discovery report, and then get into our innovation stage where we're really thinking strategically and across what we call our three pillars of strategy, design, and technology. And uh, we have leaders from each of those departments coming together to innovate solutions to help solve business problems. Right. And it's it's really taking a look at an integrated approach so we're not, we're not relying on a, uh, a silver bullet, like some single silver bullet that's going to be the end-all, be-all and solve mm-hmm. all the problems. It's, it's what's going to be an, an integrated solution uh, uh, that's made up of various components that work together to have long-lasting uh, positive outcomes over time right. um, consistently. And those three pillars create those uh, um, that overall integrated solution from each of those disciplines, and, and it's really going through that process, that discovery and strategy process, and really 
the team members working out what makes sense. Every every business is different and unique. So. Right. We're talking with Craig Cook. He is CEO and co-founder of Rhythm. And if you would like to learn or learn more about their process, that is a subject that we uh, delved into in a little more detail on your uh, first interview here on Critical Mass right. Radio Show. So on your favorite podcasting software, in our, you just type in his name, and the previous show will come up, too, and you can listen to that as well. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. One of the other reasons why I asked Craig to be a guest on the show today, in addition to his longevity in his field, is the fact that recently they were selected and nominated and named as one of top workplaces, places to work here in Orange County. And I'd like to talk a little bit about culture and being one of the best places to work. Great. All right. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based and Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Craig Cook here is our guest. We're talking about his firm, Rhythm. He is the CEO and co-founder. And before we get back to our conversation, I just want to let you know that you're listening to us on octalkradio.live, and all of our shows are streamed live from 4 to 5 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons on the West Coast time, and you can make the time adjustments around the world. But we're also available anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, Literally several hundred former guests' websites whose CEO has been on our show, and the company's put the uh, interview somewhere on their website. You know, since we started doing this show in 2009, Adam Carolla and I started doing podcasts the same year. Our show has reached over 170,000 listeners with our various podcasts. Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show in your favorite podcasting software to find our show. All right, Craig, I said you were, you were selected, and you were, and this is actually, if I understand correctly, top workplace is based on employee feedback yes correct. so so 
uh, obviously, you're doing something, you and your partner is doing something correctly. Can you talk a little bit about what is it about the culture of your firm that you feel allows you to have such designation and recognition? Great. Thanks. Yes, this is actually the third year we've uh, received this designation. Um, this year is through the Orange County Register, and the prior two years was through the Orange County Business Journal. Okay. And uh, both publications uh, require employee input, and there's a survey that's sent out. And it uh, covers a, a wide uh, array of factors that go into happiness at, at work. You know, it's just not salary or benefits. There's a, a, a variety of different uh, categories and so forth. And what we've done, we really are, are happy to have received these designations because we've made a, a very strong, conscious effort over the years to create a, a really strong organizational brand culture and to have a great positive working environment and and it really shows and helps drive performance uh, we really believe that and some of the things that we've done um, over the years here is uh, just over above just being competitive with salary and benefits but having uh, events uh, monthly events with staff so there's uh, uh, a monthly rhythm rhythm for example, hmm. where people just go and, and hang out at a designated location here in, uh, locally in Orange County and just relax and have fun time uh, with each other. We also do quarterly events uh, where we do a quarterly check-in with everybody. It's an all-company staff meeting, and we'll meet for about uh, an hour or so and kind of give a state of the union kind of, uh, okay. you know, how things are Communicate, going. Communicate. Yeah, it's all about, yeah, communication. Uh, this is what's happening. These are some great successes. Here's some things for us to work on. And then after that, then we go off somewhere and then hang out and have fun for it. We, we leave the office a couple hours early and, mm-hmm. and just relax and be with each other. And, and it's just a different form form of bonding. So there's a number of, of various activities like that that we do uh, throughout the year that contribute to overall happiness. Also, just having a, a great work environment, just even the way we designed our office. Okay. Uh, that contributes to, to that. We're actually getting this getting pretty packed. We're having to gonna have to move here pretty quick, actually. Oh. So we're looking for the next space, and uh, we want to make that environment a really great, strong, pleasant environment to work in. So it's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's, uh, uh, makes a big difference as opposed to just going in where everyone is just into this boxed cube with right. gray walls and gray carpet and you know, just bland. It's the environment is important. So it's the environment, the various events that we have uh, together uh, throughout the year, and also there is a, a lot to say about uh, communication. Really communicating the the state of the union, uh, how the mm-hmm. company's doing. I find that really important with millennials. Yes, all workers are interested, but I think one of the key uh, ways to successfully manage millennials is to communicate and communicate regularly. Right, absolutely, especially with giving recognition as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very important to millennials. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I mean, who doesn't really like to be recognized, right, but probably more, even more so right. Um, right. with uh, the millennial generation. Can I ask you, um, music was in your roots. Is there still a, an element of music at rhythm? Absolutely. Uh, just in um, our brand culture, there's references, various uh, references, musical references in our brand language and so forth. Okay. And even um, you know, last week, last Friday was pretty neat, where we we have a theme that we have for the year uh, that we start off with mm. every year. And this year, we actually opened it up to the entire staff to come up with their ideas to determine what the theme is going to be. Because normally, for the past eight years, it's been determined by by management. Well. There's uh, about seven teams uh, that presented, and a lot of them use a, a lot of musical phrases, um, you know, harmony and, and uh, rhythm and 
orchestration and uh, just a lot of different different terms that were thrown in from from mm-hmm. our brand language. And that was another thing that I think that contributes to just uh, the being a top place to work is just the level of engagement, how much right. you engage uh, staff. You have to treat them as uh, team members. You know, you're working with them. They're not wor- they're not working for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working with you, or you're working with them. Right. You know, it's it's just a. It, there's a lot of just uh, a way you look at it from a state of mind as to you know humans interacting with each other. So let me ask you this question, Craig Cook, who is CEO and co-founder of Rhythm. Um, Twenty years of history in the industry. How do you and your partner? How do you stay relevant in your own mind? Mm-hmm. Because you're in a fast-paced industry, you, you re, you're relying on technology that's ever-changing. I mean, it, to, to someone on the outside, it might sound like a treadmill, a difficult thing to do. Yeah, how, how do you keep fresh in your own, between your ears? How do, how do you keep that fresh? Right. It's You know, I rely on my team quite a bit because I, I find myself the more and more time progresses and the larger we get and the more complex engagements that we have with our clients, yeah, the less I know, really. Wow. Yeah, and you know, I do what I can to stay up as far as reading um, uh, various uh, online news sources, and and also we have knowledge sharing. That's another aspect of what okay. people like. Uh, so once a month, there's interdepartmental training, and, hmm. and there's knowledge sharing. So attending those, and 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 we'll have a staff member that has just learned something new, and they're sharing the knowledge, or maybe they attended a conference, and they're sharing that knowledge. That's one thing, too, attending conferences, which I do from time to time. Right. Yeah, you know, that helps uh, uh, have an understanding of, of what's new, what's kind of working, and, you know, currently, and so forth. So, so you... You have to enjoy it though too. I'm saying I'm not saying you have to. I'm asking, do you enjoy? You must enjoy. You must enjoy it though too, right? Yeah, it's either that or I really like pain. Right, right, right. It, it would be a. Cha- there's got to be an easier way to make a buck than to right. every day. There's a different right. element yes. technology that you need yeah. to become aware of because right. you may have some client who wants to try to use it. Right, it's super fast. There's a lot to keep up with. It's just changing constantly, and it just seems like those cycles of change, like right. I mentioned earlier, are just right. getting faster and faster. Right, and. and not only being competent in it and being able to advise properly, but people are sort of expecting you to get results from the programs, too. So you, you have to not only you, you have to engineer something that's going to hopefully get the desired outcome. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's sort of, you know, uh, it's maybe not trying to change a tire on a car while it's moving down the freeway, but it must feel a little bit like that sometimes. Like we're just we're still building this thing and it's still evolving on us, right? Right. Absolutely, it can. And that's where when we're bringing on new team members, really identifying well where's that gap you know what what do we need to fill uh to enable our solutions to be uh current and and more effective so really bringing on the right team members so then i don't necessarily have to to know the details i I just have to have the base understanding but then the the team members are filling in that gap to really make sure that it gets done the way it should be done. We're talking with Craig Cook. We only have a couple of minutes left. I wanted to ask you about the next 20 years. Mm, the next 20 years, yeah. wow. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Are, what are you planning as far as new factors or concepts or things that you're going to do in the new year and, and kind of the to make the business continue to be relevant? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, um, yeah, for this year in particular, uh, we're coming really going to be driving home a digital-first approach okay. to, in a lot of different aspects, but one area in particular is digital-first branding. Uh, we've done brand development over the years. Uh, we work with other partners that do traditional branding. Uh, done a lot of corporate identity development over the years, and we feel much more comfortable with it. But there's one thing that we've noticed that's a problem in the marketplace with uh, the way technology is changing, and we've really hit the mobile tipping point okay. now, which what our last integrated marketing forum 
was covered all about that topic, the mobile tipping point. And uh, we, we feel it's imperative for companies uh, when they're developing their brand, whether they're refining their existing brand or com- developing a new brand, that you take a digital-first approach because most of the eyes out there in the, in the marketplace, professionally or, or on the consumer level, are really gravitating towards mobile devices first. Okay. Right. So if traditionally brands have been developing um, all their standards and so forth, the, the, the same traditional way for decades, and we still see it today quite a bit where digital is an afterthought. And it really needs to be thought of first, okay? Because that's where where everyone is really discovering the brand first. So it needs, right. to, and if you do things, uh, treat digital as an afterthought, and you're working on it in the traditional sense, not everything that is done in, in those mediums translates well into the digital landscape, right? Yeah. So it's imperative to take that digital first approach. So that's a big effort that we're going to put forth this year. How do you see video? playing into a digital-first strategy? Video is going to become increasingly and increasingly more important. It just keeps blossoming and growing, and people are demanding it. You know, one thing I think I've noticed over this past year is the vast number of new businesses that are, are providing instruction-based video, whether it's uh, some sort of, of fitness network, um, that has all kinds of, you know, whether it's yoga or some cardio this or, or all that. There's all these instructional type video companies that are coming out with content. Mm-hmm. It's all video. People want to learn. And, and right. there's all this video-based learning that's just exploding right now. It's just going to continue to explode. Right. That's a natural way to learn, right, from videos. Absolutely. Right? It seems like an ideal medium now for, people, for companies to use knowledge to build their brand too right that's right that's thought right leadership yes thought leadership uh training uh all kinds of things that could be done with video and i'm really wondering what colleges are going to do honestly you know to you know why what's going to keep them relevant when a lot of things you can learn on your own right we uh we had a, a live version of the critical mass radio show at one of the local universities last year and we were talking about what is the future for four-year institutions mm-hmm. when technology can bring the student right to the source of information without the middleman? That's right. Being the university. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was a spirited conversation, and I it's bet. available as a podcast on <laughs> iTunes if you want to listen to that. I'm going to have to uh, yeah. look that one up. It was, there were quite a range of opinions, right? Oh, yes. Right, because you, you still have higher education institutions that are entrenched. Right. I could almost uh, equate that to some people, you know, say in the real estate market, when you had the agents say, oh, it's going to last forever. Right. Oh, it's not going to buy. Right, I bring a lot of value. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Well, you know, things change. So if someone wants to learn more about your firm, how do they find you online? Uh, quickest way to do that is go to rhythmagency.com. That's R-H-Y-T-H-M agency.com. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so connect with me. I invite people to connect with me on LinkedIn, of course. Just search for my name, Craig Cook, with us E at the end of Cook and on Twitter and so forth. But going to our website, uh, that's where you can connect to everything and learn all about us. Well, I really appreciate you giving of your time. Congratulations. Heartfelt congratulations on your 20-year anniversary, my friend. I'm so glad Thank for you, you and, and your firm. And I look forward to having you close what you know that makes a career. And we're going to be talking about the lessons that he writes about for individuals who are managing their career, for you, CEOs and business owners, to manage the career of your company. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words. <laughs> of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. 
You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insights to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Many of you know that I have been a member of the Center Club for over six years. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings, my annual executive conference, which will be in October of this year, and my daily business meetings at the club. I found the staff to be professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at the Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, its dining rooms, and its fantastic common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings, host events, or meet some of Orange County's most successful business leaders, then consider joining Center Club in Costa Mesa. For information regarding club membership and private events, they host weddings, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs. It's a great place to have a special event. Please check out the club's website at center-club.com. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 